I bet by now you've heard of Aleko Dangote, that is the richest black man in the world. So what would he or what would it take for him to be the richest man in the world? Of course there are many things, but one of the things that hinders him from becoming the richest man in the world is obviously the fragmented nature of the market in Africa. If Africa would have been a one free trade area then you can be sure that Elikondangote will not just be the richest black man in the world, he will be the richest man in the world, competing with the likes of Elon Musk, Bill Gates, Jeff Bezos, and Mark Zuckerberg, among others. So for now, he operates in just a handful, I think about six or seven countries, and yet, yet he's worth $11 billion. So what we will be operating in? in all the 54 African countries, obviously, or maybe 49 sub-Saharan African countries. So obviously, he will have been at least seven times richer. So that means then Africa has to incorporate into Africa trade to a very large extent because we don't trade with each other, we don't buy from each other. and. Intra-Africa trade is just 10%. Intra-Europe trade is about 50%. Intra-America trade is about 50%. Intra-Pacific Asia trade is about 50%. So, what this really means is that Africa needs to trade more with each other. You will be surprised that the biggest trading partner of the United States is not China, as many people believe. It is in fact its northern neighbor, Canada. And so that just shows you the power of trading. But for African countries, you will find if it is an Anglophone country, its biggest trading partner is Britain. If it is a Francophone African country, its biggest trading partner is France. So just with the United States coming somewhere in between and of course China also coming there in between. So we trade more with the outside world than we trade with each other. But of course to trade with each other we would need to have fast track, rails, trains, airports for cargo, all this to transport cargo and people to move across borders. In fact I think it's far easier to unite Africa economically than politically because I don't think anytime soon these African presidents would want to give up their little fiefdoms for the larger continental uh, African president. But I will think, I will think what we need most is for Africa to be a free trade area. I think that is why everybody agrees, everybody agrees on that. So we just need to make Africa a free trade area. And so one of the things that we need, so like Alikondangota says, he needs 37 visas to travel around, around Africa. So what we just need is to enable this. What we need is to have one visa for all African countries. And Rwanda has been steadfast in this. It has said it will waive visas for all Africans. So. It is making the first steps towards a continental free trade area. And there's a continental free trade area, but not all Africans have joined. But you, you can be sure policymakers have other ideas, but uh, results on the ground are usually very different from what these uh, 
technocrat policymakers uh, give out in the conferences and press conferences. So you can get these ideas in my book that is The New Africa Rising by Collins Mabindo Kang. It's available on Amazon.com for only $4.99. That is The New Africa Rising by Collins Mabindo Kang. It's available on Amazon.com for only $4.99. So I've attached the link at the top where you can copy and paste it into your browser and if you like the field tone and its outline of the promise and potential of Africa can make a purchase for only 4.99 dollars so that's how we are gonna uh, so in the book i basically address how africa can move from being a periphery in the world that is being the one percent continent where africa accounts for just one percent of global trade one percent of stock market activity one percent of new patents so how can this one percent continent move to be there 70% continent uh, accounting for 70% of the world economic output and that is by simply cons- consuming what we produce and producing what we consume so that means that we need to add value to our own primary raw materials and resources of course when we add value that is our 150 trillion dollar statement and of course there are some multi-million dollar corporations that will go out of business once we begin adding value to our own resources and so they will want to destabilize that through civil wars, through military coups, uh, perpetuating puppet presidents who do their bidding but all that will be circumvented because by this time the thing is that there is nothing as powerful as an idea whose time has come and you know who's a, what idea whose time has come? That is for Africa to be the main actor of the world other than being the catenary that has been for the last 500 years. It has been the catenary that the world for the past 500 years. And no one has ever taken us really seriously. So it's, it's time for, for us to, to return to the leadership role of the world. So that's basically the outline of the book. If you like it, just copy and paste the link I've attached at the top uh, into your browser and begin reading the first 20 pages for free, where uh, I outline the things I've just listed above. Begin reading the first 20 pages for free. If you like the feel and tone of the book and its outline of the promise and potential of Africa, make a purchase for only $4.99. That is the new Africa Rising by Collins Mabinda Okango. It's available on Amazon.com. So you can also visit my website that is www.mabinda.com. That is www.mabinda.com for more insights and analysis on Africa and the world. Thank you so much for listening. In the next two hours, we'll have another episode coming. Thank you.